acknowledgement. How am I supposed to acknowledge my own plan? I am of the Duwamish tribe. The Duwamish leader, Chief Seattle, passed away in 1866, but his image remains a constant presence. More than 150 years later, thanks to a single photograph he sat for not long before he died. Our resident historian, Felix Spinell, went in search of the story of that photograph and what it means to one of the chief's descendants. You know, that was Ken Workman we heard at the top there doing his uh, unique twist on a land acknowledgement as part of one of those Macklemore concerts last month at Climate Pledge Arena. Ken is the great, 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 great grandson of Chief Seattle. We'll hear more from him in a moment. Now, several Facebook posts lately from these different kind of, I don't know, Native American history sites have been posting misidentified photos of Chief Seattle. And this kind of inspired me to look more into this photograph. Now, you probably know that one and only photograph was taken in 1865 by a photographer named Edward Samus at his studio in Seattle, upstairs from a drugstore on Yesler Way, just east of what's now First Avenue. That much is agreed upon by most local historians. But how the photo came to be is a little more murky. The first published account was in a book published in 1895 by an author named Joseph Costello. The book title is a derogatory term for indigenous people, the Siwash or the Sawash. That story says the photo came about only after a protracted negotiation with Chief Seattle refusing again and again and finally having to be essentially tricked into having his picture taken. Now, Carolyn Marr is a historian, author, and former Mohai librarian and photo curator. She did a ton of research about that Chief Seattle photo back in the 1980s, and part of that research involved examining a copy of Costello's book at the UW Special Collections. Now, it turns out that a Seattle historian of the 19th and 20th century, who's one of the more credible documenters of that era, a guy named Clarence Bagley, he also, at some point in the distant past, had had that very same copy of Costello's book in his possession. We know this because Carolyn Marr made a pretty amazing discovery. Clarence Bagley left a note inside of that copy of the Siwash, which he discounts that whole story. And, <laughs> and he says that Seattle agreed to be photographed when Samus invited him. So it is controversial. We don't know in which context the photograph was taken, but we do know that there was only ever one photograph taken of him. Now, in that one and only photograph, Chief Seattle is dressed in simple clothes, and he's uh, seated in Samus's studio. He's obviously very old, close to 80, it's believed. He's also holding a traditional cedar hat. His eyes are nearly closed. Um, now, Samus wasn't trying to document history. Photos of indigenous people were really marketable back east at that point, so he printed 100 copies to ship off to sell to New York. And over the decades, others copied that photo. There's some terrible versions where Chief Seattle has his open eyes actually painted on. I don't know if you know if you've seen those before. They're just no. they're, they're awful. Now, thanks to Paul Dorpat, a great friend of the show, friend of mine, we know where that photograph was taken. On the second floor of a wooden building on Yesler Way, that building is long gone. In its place, the Merchants Cafe is there now in a building dating back to 1889. Now, I met up with Ken Workman outside the Merchants Cafe in the rain the other day. He was wearing a woven cedar hat, just like the one his great, 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 great grandfather, Chief Seattle, is holding in that old photo. This is a working hat. If you see how you can see through it. In the summertime, the wind blows through there, so when I'm sweating profusely, like in a canoe journey, it's like a refrigerator. And in the wintertime like this, the wood swells up and it becomes waterproof. And if you think of this as uh, a living thing, because it's a tree, then the DNA of the people are in the tree. So in a sense, I'm carrying around all of my ancestors and what are they doing? Keeping my head dry. 
Even without that hat, Ken Workman bears a striking resemblance to his great-great-great-great-grandfather. Now, what's even more important to him than the photo is that DNA he was talking about. He says the DNA of the Duwamish is everywhere in what's now downtown Seattle. Even the timber used in those Pioneer Square buildings from the 1890s, those trees were probably 200 years when they were cut down. That dates way back to the time before any Europeans had set foot around here. I am talking about in these buildings, in the buildings that are here today, you and I are standing here, are the ancient DNA of the people. So we're talking, you know, I don't talk about, you know, squirrels and frogs and all that other DNA, because we all know that that's in there too. But at a technical level, the DNA of the Duwamish people exists right here in downtown Seattle. They're still around. And while we're standing on the sidewalk, two women came out of Merchant's Cafe to see what we were up to. You know, it's always looks suspicious when you're holding a microphone talking to somebody. People yeah. think you're some big famous <laughs> reporter or historian or something. But no, it's just me. Um, and one was Darcy Hansen. She owns the cafe and the old apartments upstairs that are now Airbnb units. She knew all about the photo of Chief Seattle. She let us come upstairs to see the second floor to try to get a sense of what Edward Samus's photo studio might have felt like they're up above the street. Hadn't anticipated that. Now, again, the wooden building where Samus had a studio above a drugstore is long gone. The chief Seattle photo was taken in 1865. Merchant's Cafe building was built in 1889. <clears throat> so it's pretty odd to be talking about something that happened at a specific spot in downtown Seattle. And even the building from 1889 doesn't qualify as being old enough to have been there when the thing happened. Um, so we went upstairs. Ken Workman looked around, and Darcy Hansen pointed out some of the old fixtures in the, uh, in the, in the current space. And I'm looking at this, this building. I'm going, oh, yeah, tall ceilings. So these had to be um, oil lamp, lanterns in here. Yeah, so if you, you know look, the building's old enough for those. Stuff, I'll show you. Like a lot of stuff in here is original. Like, see the poles on the, like this type of stuff? Yeah, yeah it's like original. A lot of this in all these apartments. A lot of ghosts. Yeah, these walls can talk. So that notion of ghosts or even just history in the past, that's the most interesting part of the story, I think. Ken Workman says Duwamish beliefs were that after you die, your soul goes into an underworld where it remains until your living descendants have completely forgotten about you. Only at that point, generations later, can you be reborn. So naming the city after Seattle, taking his photograph, building statues, creating a city seal, talking about him on a radio show, that's all very European, very Western school of thought. But in this culture, it's the opposite. You're trying to forget that person as fast as you can to re-enable them to come back in a descendant. So by Seattle saying that, yes, you can do all this, his name would have perpetuated forever and ever, and he would never have the chance to come back. That is the sacrifice that he made. Which is, is just so wow. crazy and so like contrary to what everything we think that. about in Incredible. this culture. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So um, the, the name of the city is keeping him from returning. Yeah, and Chief, see, that's that's well documented that Chief Seattle said at the time, don't yeah. name the city because everyone you everyone every time someone says the name, it'll disturb my ghost, and that's essentially wow. that's Ken Workman explaining what that really means. Now, David Berge did a book called Chief Seattle and the town that took his name a few years ago, which goes into detail about a lot of stuff. Fabulous read if you haven't read it. One of the best histories ever written about the city. Now but, I feel um, like we have to change the name of the show. It feels rude to constantly say this is Seattle. <laughs> oh, this is Seattle. Morning. I didn't even think about that. It's what Seattle's morning news. You're right. I'm. So, I have to apologize. Yeah, anyway, um, but so. it's. The other thing about this story, this is also recent. I mean, 1866 when Chief Seattle yeah. died, that's yeah. just like, it's like yesterday. I mean, other, a lot of big cities around the world, you talk about the founding of it 2,000 years ago, you know, with London or whatever, or Rome. Here it's just, we're, it's so new. It's just like, we're just all just recent arrivals. Felix Bunnell, all his features at MyNorthwest.com.